That's three people. I know. Guitar, dra- uh, drums, and a bass, right? I guess, uh, I guess uh, Ringo Starr's son is playing for them now. Is he's, he right? he's the drummer. Yeah, yeah. We saw them. We saw them. A couple of years ago. After uh, Keith Moon, mm-hmm. the drummer became uh, the guy that was the drummer with Small Faces. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yeah. I know uh, Ringo's kid is playing drums for them now. Yes. And uh, else. Yeah, Keith Moon. Oof. Talk yeah, so he didn't have a drums. He had a machine gun, basically. <laughs> he just kept going all <laughs> the going, going all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Yep. So we're here with Ed Nails, and we're talking a little bit more about uh, voter fraud for this final segment with Ed. And uh, I wanted to put some names in front of some of the election officials that uh, you could approach uh, and talk about, you know, if you see them out and about, if you're in Concord, um, who are the people that are actually interfering with our election process? Who are the people that are refusing to do anything about, you know, out-and-out voter fraud? I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that, you know, kids, for example, that are coming into our state that, that, um, you know, are paying out-of-state tuition but voting as if they live here, um, it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, one plus one does not equal two. Um, You know, who are the people that that we need to buttonhole and hold responsible for this? Well, the AG's office is tasked with investigating and prosecuting voter fraud under RSA 6 colon 7. All right. And and they're not doing their job? Uh, They're selective about it. Okay. I'd put it mildly. They're selective. They went after Charlie Bass for push polling. For, for running a push poll, okay. had absolutely zero evidence that he he had a push poll. Charlie Bass had a uh, a test of a message where they make a certain number defined, boom, number of calls, like three or 400, yep. to test a message before you would make an ad. And they tried to manipulate that into a push poll and basically... Could you tell people what a push poll is? A push poll is uh, where somebody calls up and says, hello, I'm... I'm calling on behalf of uh, whatever unnamed organization, you yep. know, it's, but it's not the candidate. And I was wondering if you know that so-and-so, how would you feel about so-and-so if you found out he drowned puppies? Or yeah, whatever. right. <laughs> so that's, that's illegal. You should know who's calling you. So if this message was made by the candidate and I paid for this message, it's on the front and the, the end of the message. Okay. So it's its own little world. But they, they pursued that, lost the case, appealed the case, and lost again. They had money to do that, which basically – uh, diminished people's opinion of Charlie Bass during election area okay. uh, uh, time, but and I, I've I've got all kinds of uh, run-ins with them over the years for going after people. Like one state from Roch- one guy from Rochester, a state rep, moved from his house to another place. Called Bill Gardner and said, "Hey, I'm out of my apartment in my ward. I'm moving back into my ward," and they charged him with uh, you know with a domicile violation. Other people have done the same thing. In Rochester, had a mobile home, let's say in Rochester, right. but lived outside and were using the mobile home to to be a state rep. Oh, that was fine because their intent was to move back to their trailer. Yeah. It just it goes on and on. It's a whole different world. But the people in charge of prosecuting voter fraud are at the AG's office, the elections division. Okay, from what I understand, it's the election division handles it, and that's assigned to certain individuals. It used to be Bud Fitch, and we've had run-ins with Bud Fitch since we first we first met him. And when Kelly Ayotte uh, lost her seat in the U.S. Senate due to voter, voter fraud, yep. she took Bud Fitch with her to D.C. And now yep. I believe he's back. I, I saw his name on a document or two. Um, the other, uh, And he just covered up for years, covered this stuff up, would not prosecute it. And we have the ACLU's request from 2000, uh, 2015 for 15 years of voter fraud investigations. It's right there. 
okay. no prosecution, zero basically prosecutions and all kinds of evidence ignored. The next one is uh, Steve Labonte. He was the last guy that was in charge of elections. He's, I think, retired from that. And they have another guy in there, and I can't pronounce his last name. It's Brian Buonamano or whatever. Okay. But he's this. these are the people that are tasked with this. And it's very simple. Like, if you registered to vote here in New Hampshire, and eight days later you renewed your Connecticut driver's license, yeah. that's a fact you can use to bring a case. Bring a case. Yeah. When do they bring cases? I, I saw one case they brought where a person's name was checked off in two towns, and somebody ratted him out. So yeah. they go investigate. Well, I don't remember being in that town hall. I might have stopped there. Yeah. Oh, well, we can't prove he was there. They go but to the election I, officials. Do you remember so-and-so coming through? Well, there's thousands of people coming through Hudson or whatever it was. Yeah. How are you going to remember that person? Oh, so we don't have a witness, so we can't prove. No. If your name is checked off in two places and you have no other evidence otherwise, you, know, you go see the person, say, explain where you were. So we've, and, and take statements, take evidence, things like that. Say, well, we found out you, your car was registered in another state, or we found your name, you're a registered voter in another state. Uh, I send evidence in. You don't get a letter back. Yeah. No, it's say, just like a black hole. Yeah. Um, These so, are the people that, that that are responsible for that. Yeah. They could easily go check. Now, I showed you some numbers. Between December 28th of 2015 and I think February 9th of 2016, that was the date of our primary with Sanders and Clinton and Trump and the rest of that crowd. Yeah. 72,000 people registered to vote in that period of time. That's 1,400 a day. <laughs> now, when we just did our recent investigation into how many same-day voters were, uh, have never gotten a driver's license, we come up with 6,000. That was from one day. Wow. November 8th, wow. 2016. Yeah. So, so Bill Gardner, uh, Bud Fitch, uh, the new AG, Gordon, Gordon McDonald. Yeah. Why don't you do the same investigation you did when it came up with 6,000? Why don't you do that for the time period of December 8th through no, uh, February 9th? Right. There's 72,000 names to check from. How many of those people do, still do not have a New Hampshire driver's license and voted in that primary and voted in the general election? Right. Wouldn't that be an interesting number to look at? Yeah. And they're not doing anything. And they're not doing that. Why? Some, somebody has to force them to do it. I think Sean Jasper asked Secretary of State Gardner to come up with this list to, to cross-reference the Department of Safety with the, vote statewide, the secret statewide database, I can't see. And there's where he come up with the 6,000-some names from one lousy day. Remember, yeah. there's 600, uh, 364 days in a year. Yeah. <laughs> and we pick one day <laughs> to check. So why don't we just ask your state reps to do it? If you're a state rep... Go to Sean Jasper and say, hey, let's complete the project. Yeah, let's, let's get go, this finished. Let's check the primary. Okay, you got your marching orders, everybody. Get, get some people involved here. This is a serious problem. Yeah, or don't go this anymore. Just give up problem. on it. Yeah. yeah, live with what happens to you. Yeah, either that, yeah, exactly. Either yeah. that or ignore it and then just let people come in from out of state and pollute our elections. Now, because the, that's what's happening. The more you allow this to happen, the greater the database is for one, let's say, interested party of out-of-state voters. They can keep that list because they can get it. Right. A party can get the statewide database. Uh, a, re- a registered PAC, a recognized PAC, can get yep. the statewide database. Or a candidate, but only from the area he's running in. So if you're running for a state rep in any town, yeah. you can only get the statewide database from the town you're running, running in. Running in. Yeah. And Ed Nail can't get it. And if they did, 
I would have to be some sort of a pack and spend $8,500. Right. The statewide database for the state of Vermont gets emailed to me every 30 days, updra- upgraded and fixed. Really? Yeah. So any names, any names that dropped off or people who registered, that's added on. In North Carolina, the North Carolina, the Election Integrity Project of North Carolina, every month they buy the statewide database and they put it into their own database. Really? And they can tell who registered to vote and within a couple days, you know, like voted and then got off the list. Really? They have an algorithm for that. Okay. So that's what that state is doing. California was ordered to have their statewide database completed back in 2002, 2004, like we did. Yeah. They barely finished it. Yeah. So, and we're still and we're still hiding and, it from, and we're, we're still hiding, hiding it from everyone. We're hiding a public document that taxpayer dollars create. So there you go, and that's the first thing that needs to get fixed. Uh, and what's the rationale for that? Do they have one? Sunlight. You you know what happens when you see cockroaches? Yeah. You put sunlight. Put sunlight they sunlight scatter. Right. They scatter. Yeah. Yeah. If I could get access to this stuff and do my own analysis, you know, and have proof, like here here we go. The statewide database is the only official record of voters in the state of New Hampshire. That's, that's in RSA 654-45, somewhere okay. in that area. Um, so the only official record is the statewide database, which I can't see. So I can go out to Keene like I do and, and look through the people who are recently arrested yeah. and see how many of them are on the, on the uh, Keene Keen. checklist. Yeah. And I'm never disappointed. I can go to UNA, to Durham. Yeah. And see how many of these precious snowflakes have just been arrested for internal possession or riot or whatever they yeah, get arrested for. Or, yeah, and yeah, I haven't or, gone to the, I haven't gone to the campus police yet. I just get the the, re, the regular arrest records from Durham police. Yeah, who used to first time they grudgingly gave it to me. Now they're like excited to see me and they hand it right over. Yeah, I don't think I've paid for them recently. So I get those and I'm never disappointed. I find the precious snowflakes are registered to vote in New Hampshire. Right. And every one of them I consider stealing my vote. That's exactly right. And in 17 years of doing this, I started in 2000. I put their names, I said their names on the radio. I put their names on the internet. And this, occasionally they call or they send me an email. They've sent emails here to have their name taken off this program that we don't use their name. And one specifically uh, recently uh, said, you're using my name and you're saying that I'm vote thief while well, I'm a New Hampshire citizen, blah, blah, blah. Prove it. Please stop using my name. Right. Rich, Rich sends me an email, says, you, and your reply, Mr. Nail? I said, yeah. Here's a September 12th, uh, 2012 registration of this same woman told the state of Pennsylvania when she went for a fictitious business name that she lived in Egg Harbor, New Jersey. Yeah. And that's where I pegged her voting back and when we caught her in voting in Dover. I said, she's a resident of New Jersey or Pennsylvania, but she's not a resident of New Hampshire. Uh, we don't get any more emails from her. Right. You know, so there's simple facts. You know, when I caught Carl Gibson, I found him registered in four states. His car was registered in Connecticut. His driver's license was from Kentucky. And the only reason I found that out, he's so arrogant. He held up an arrest in uh, Illinois or something like that for disobeying an officer. He held up the citation on the Internet. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Look, I got arrested again, and there's his Kentucky driver's license. <laughs> so I call up Kentucky, and I got this guy from the AG's office. Oh, man, yeah, we'll prosecute him. Oh, boy, he's all excited. Yeah. He takes it to the Secretary's, uh, Secretary of State, uh, Grimes, Allison Grimes, I think her name's. Okay. She's involved with this commission. Yeah. Oh, she won't turn over her database to the commission. That's what it is. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to prosecute. So the guy says, hey, I got to take orders from the top. I'm, oh, you know, boy. The elections division, you know, prosecution. So unless you prosecute, you don't get an investigation. Without an investigation, you don't find out who they really are and some of these activists. And where the money's coming from. Here. When, when Rich Gerard uncovered, 
here in New Hampshire, 1200 Elm Street, in this radio program, the two of us, yeah. and here's the names of people who are staying at 1200 Elm Street. Right. Eventually, it led to a purging of the checklist in Manchester. Yeah. They sent out eight over 8,000 letters to people who were on the on the statewide uh, on the uh, checklist. Yep. It, 4,400 came back undeliverable. Yeah. Only 103 people said, yeah, keep me on. I still have that list. I know who those people are. But one of them was Jeff, Jeff Wotrowski. We caught Jeff Wotrowski voting out of Kathy Sullivan's house in 2005. Really? He was back here in 2008 voting out of, out of 1200 Elm Street, a big voter fraud nest yeah. where people from oh, all yeah. over the country showed up and stayed in hotel and in, in units with each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, 1,200 two, people stayed yeah, in one unit. Yeah, yeah. well, no, it's, well, no, it's no, 1,200 Elm, but you would have- 1,200 Elm, but hundreds of people were apparently voting out of there. Year after year, they were, they were doing this, yeah. but uh, we would catch a lawyer from California and a lawyer from Illinois. Isn't that the Democratic Party uh, headquarters there? Or? Pretty much. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens. And they have places like this around the state, so we catch them. And, uh, you know, Rich knows from this, uh, thank goodness for WLMW. Yeah. Who else is carrying this? Yeah, nobody's talking about it. Yeah, Granite Rock, uh, Concord Patch, uh, Tony Chanel at Concord Patch does a fabulous job down there. Okay. And our website, we put their pictures up. So, and I'm going to put some fresh pictures up. We we need more uh, photographs of what they look like. And one of the guys on our website, you know, we accuse of voter fraud, is a lawyer. He's an election official in Philadelphia right now. Yeah. So if he didn't want his picture on on our website, all he has to do is sue me. Yeah. Prove otherwise, because I have his voting record from Pennsylvania, and every time he switched counties, I have the the photocopy of when he switched from one county to another as he moved. So that's called evidence. That's something Mr. Gardner does not have, something AG doesn't have or look for. And that's that's the real problem, because they're not really doing their job. So here we are paying these people, and for some reason— and. What, what party affiliation are these people again? Boy, it seems to lean one way. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It starts with a D, I yeah, think. Yes, yeah. yeah. But here's, if you see Bill it's Gardner, ask Bill Gardner where in this case he cites that allows people to be in New Hampshire because of their state of mind. Where in that course case does it say you can be somewhere, domiciled somewhere because of your state of mind? Yeah. Please point that out to me. <laughs> I've read that case, Newberger, uh, Newberger versus Peterson, yeah. a thousand times you don't to make sure I'm there. right. I've taken it to people in other states who do election law, and they go, no, you're right. That's what it says. Okay. Well, Ed, I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, although a dispiriting one in some extent. Uh, this is Greg Mason sitting in for Rich Gerard at WLMW, bringing you uh, very much uh, needed information and shining some sunlight on our election problems here. Please stay with us. We have our uh, pet pause coming up in just a minute.